0: The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, t.org. I want everybody listening to this podcast to pick up a mirror and say, girl, (laughs) you popping. (laughs) Listen, I feel like I've beat the Rona. I got so much damn energy, y'all. I don't know what to do. I'm ready to get some shit started. Y'all go wish I still had it because I'm about to get real ignorant on this podcast. I'm feeling the best I felt all damn 2021. It's inauguration day, the day I'm recording this. Y'all go get it the day after, so I'm feeling good. I got a black vice president. And y'all can't say shit to me about that. Listen. I'm feeling like Kevin uh, uh, from Bling Empire getting ready to get his first pair of Dior sneakers. Now look, I gave y'all some homework. I told y'all some shit to watch. If you didn't watch it and you don't get none of these references, that's your ass, okay? It's your weekly reality TV roundup episode of Me and You, The Housewives, and Marvel 2. Let's get it. Hey guys, this is the self-proclaimed season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. I'm Kendrick, host of the Me and You, the Housewives, and Marvel 2 podcast, a podcast that, through my own random and winding rants, discusses everything related to pop culture. Everything from reality TV, to the MCU, to the DCEU to all of the hot topics being discussed on CNN, NBC, BET, ABC, and 123. Grab your wine glass, sit back, and get ready to cuss and fuss right along with me. Woo! Lordy, 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 lord! i tell y'all one thing. I don't give a damn how sick my ass gets. I still, I'm, I'm still not watching OC, sorry. Not going to do it. Somebody just sent me a damn clip, like two or three people <laughs> sent me a clip of Kelly Dodd talking about she black. Child, if you black, I'm a damn Pekingese puppy. I'm so goddamn tired of Bravo and Kelly Dodd being shoved down our faces, and I'm sick of y'all asses talking about, well, she's not even the problematic one on OC anymore. Yes, the fuck she is. Her and every single one of them. I don't like, I, I don't fuck with none of them, and They don't fuck with me. How about that? Can y'all tell I got my energy back? I am high energy right now. I've been waiting to record this episode literally all day because this is the best I've felt in God knows how long. I got my energy pick-a-pick-a, pick-a-pick-a, back. I'm just sitting over here waiting to pick back. I don't know what to do. I just feel like I got a ton of energy and I need to get all this off my chest before I go to sleep or I won't be able to go to sleep. And I got a meeting in the morning, and I'm going to cuss everybody on their Zoom call out, just so y'all know, like I do every Thursday, because they be trying me, and I'm not to be tried. But we go keep on keeping on. Y'all, I've already been having a good week, because if you listen to my bonus episode that dropped this past Saturday, then y'all know... We have new MCU content and that's all I care about in life. I don't give a damn about nothing else going on. I'm just happy that we are moving the Marvel Cinematic Universe along. That's all I care about. I don't care about shit else. I'm happy. The first two episodes of WandaVision, they were amazing, uh, uh, special. They were uh, uh, legendary, iconic. They were, uh, you know, they was, they was everything I needed them to be. The fuck. So you're not here for that though. You're here for the reality television. Before I jump into The Bachelor, Maybe that's also why I have such a good attitude right now and have so much damn energy. I feel like there were a lot. There was a lot to pull from this week in terms of reality TV. The Bachelor gave what needed to be given. Dallas, I'm gonna uh, dig deep off in Cam's ass. Uh, Atlanta, you know, I feel like Cynthia is kind of the shining star in Atlanta now. Cynthia. It's really kind of moving the season along this season. So, you know, of course, Portia, you know, Portia can do no wrong in my book. And we got a scene with Portia and Kenya this week. So that's always a good thing for me. Chad, who else the hell else came on? Oh, I gave y'all asses some homework. I told y'all to watch The Bell Collective because I will be talking about them. I'm actually not going to talk about them too, too much because I half of the episode, a majority of the episode, was introducing the characters. And I introduced them on last week's episode. So if you're new to the podcast and you haven't heard the introduction on those characters, go back, listen to the episode. Uh, It was probably some ridiculous ass title. I think that episode was, uh, I am so glad that Juan Dixon never met Army Hammer. I think that was the name of the episode. (laughs) Bourgeois. Uh, Go check it out. Download it, of course. Leave me a five-star review while your ass is over there. And who else do we have to talk about? Oh, Salt Lake City. Listen, let me go ahead. You know what? I'll I'll save my Salt Lake City rant for later on in the episode. Oh, my God, you guys. This episode in the future is probably going to end up being like seven hours long because... We uh, there. There's literally so much reality TV coming out that I like that I know y'all watch because it's all in the same universe, the BCU, the Bravo Cinematic Universe. <laughs> but it's not all Bravo. I we got look. Summer House is coming up soon. I think I still got about two more weeks to get through seasons three and four. I'm 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 deep into season three now. I'm liking Hannah and Paige, but you know in real life, uh, they can catch these hands. So I'm trying to still like them. Um, we got, who else we are coming? We have Little Women Atlanta. I am so excited about them. I think actually, oh my God, the day this podcast drops, I think that night is when Little Women Atlanta come out. That just gave me a reality TV boner. So I'm super excited about that. And, you know, I also like to tell y'all what else I've been watching. So me and everyone in my sphere on Instagram and the podcast world and uh, the strip club, you know, everybody is watching bling empire on Netflix. When I tell y'all that is the show that we've been missing in our reality TV world. I am so glad that these networks are making a push for diversity, not just because everybody deserves to feel like they're seen, but also because it, it makes, it makes, shit better when you have when you can watch different cultures and how they live not just the uh not even you know what not even just like as far as race or ethnicity go even their lifestyle when you can watch like super rich people from other cultures and see how they spend their money i listen bling empire Gave me everything I needed this past weekend. I spent my look this this some funny shit. I spent my Martin Luther King Day <laughs> watching Bling Empire. Now I don't know if that was uh if that was furthering the dream or if that was dream deferred. But listen, it gave me everything I need. I don't know if I need to apologize to MLK because I should have been watching uh <laughs> the Real Housewives of Atlanta or Love Hip Hop. I don't know. But one thing about it, I enjoyed the hell out of Bling Empire. And there are a lot of kids. I'm, Y'all, everything about this show, y'all need to get into. And if y'all go get into that, oh, God. I, I wish I would have done that, like, episode by episode because that was a good-ass binge. I wish I would have reviewed it, I mean, episode by episode. But there are so many characters. That damn Anna, let me tell you something. Anna is not here for your shit. Anna catches their shade. She sends it right back to your ass. And then she goes on about her business being the richest one in the room. I live for Anna. Somebody sent me Anna's house. Anna's house is worth like $15 million. And it's just her. Anna, I know the fuck that's right. Listen, them people and their interview looks and their confessionals and everything. I don't think though. I don't think any of them wore the same outfit twice in those confessionals. I was so encapsulated by what was on my TV Everything about it, the journeys of the characters and everything. If you haven't watched Bling Empire on Netflix, do it. Maybe I'll do a special bonus episode with someone. Uh, maybe I'll give you, know, with another podcast and we'll talk about it, go up for them. We'll go up for all of the stuff that y'all might not be watching on a daily basis, but want to watch one day. So without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, crank this up while I still got some energy. Because, look, you know me, my, my throat might get to hurting after a while. And I might say, fuck them housewives and, and cut this shit off and play that outro in a minute. But I'm still feeling good. So let's talk about, ooh, I was going to start off with The Bachelor, but you know what? Let me go ahead and dip into bail Collective really quickly. And then I'll come back to the main event, which I feel like is The Bachelor. Now, why is The Bachelor the main event? Because the shit is two hours long every damn week. I mean, hell, it give us more content than anybody else. Shit, it might as well be the main goddamn event. If it ain't uh, uh, Pacquiao and, and Mayweather, then, damn it, it's at least Stone Cold and the Rock. Hell, I don't know. Let's talk about Bell Collective. So... During the intros last week, you know, we met all the different ladies. Ooh, let me see if I can remember them all. We met Antoinette, Marie, Latrice, Letitia, or Letitia, and Tambra. Bam! See that? I'm good. All this, my head is so big because it has so many secrets. I See, I remembered all them names. Y'all gonna get into it. Marie, who was the one that made all of her money. She's a multi-millionaire. She made sure she told us that shit. She is a multimillionaire and she's the one that made her money through the mental health facilities. And she's the one that's expanded and all that kind of stuff. She was trying to, the the whole episode, basically the rest of the episode centers around this brunch that's going to happen. Marie is getting ready for this brunch (laughs) and it's hilarious. She has apparently gone to one of Latrice's uh, wig shops or whatever and she's bought a wig. Now they show her combing through this wig that she's made, you know, talking about how she's ready to go and empower women, and you know, uh, uh, uh she's my shero and uh, Michelle Obama when they go high, uh, when they go low we go high, you know, doing all of this talking, child. She realized that that wig was as brittle as a bag of peanuts. She took. <laughs> Every time she sat there and said synthetic fibers, I must have hollered. That lady made sure she wanted y'all to know so bad that Latrice was out here slinging them, uh, <laughs> them crunching ass wigs. Now, her sole reason now to is to go to their brunch is to confront Latrice about this raggedy ass wig. Now, see, you know, Latrice is the one that made her money because she put her weaves and wigs and vending machines in the mall. And like people were coming to the mall out the ass to get those wigs and stuff. Now, see, I'm thinking, you know, if, you know, let's give Latrice the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they accidentally... Put the wigs and the weaves in the wrong kind of vending machine. Maybe that's all that happened. You know, maybe, you know, they're supposed to put it in one specifically for hair to, you know, vend it out. Maybe they accidentally put it in a machine that was supposed to have, like, Wild Cherry Pepsi or something in it. Oh, maybe Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew, you know, Baja Blast, something like that. Baja Blast in a can or a bottle is not as good as when it comes straight out the fountain. At uh, Taco Bell, I've been tricked by that shit one too many times. That shit is not the same. Do not be fooled, people. I, you know, I am Kendrick Tucker. I am merely a voice of the people. I'm trying to help y'all out. Do not buy no damn Baja Blast out of the can. That shit is not the same. I'm telling you, people. I'm I'm here for you. I am nothing but a beacon of the Lord. He uses me to speak. Let me stop, child. Uh, the ghost of Martin Luther King go come get my ass. Let me quit. They make it to brunch and child <laughs> Antoinette said i clearly missed the mark on this Antoinette was dressed like it was a uh, sundress season y'all know sundress season that's uh when <laughs> that's what the black guys said the black women put on them uh them little thin sundresses and they walk around and you know <coughs> them cheeks just be clapping they just you know sundress season you put on that sundress and Sundress season gets you ready for cuffing season. You know, you got to get cuffed in the fall so that you can be booed up in the winter. You know, you put that sundress on and it just, you know, it, 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 stuff just be clapping. That's the way you got to do it. She was in there dressed like it was sundress season and everybody else was in there dressed like Phaedra Parks at that country ass, bougietto ass baby shower. <laughs> and then Marie walked in. Now, look, Marie Marie was dressed like the uh, the queen from Bridgerton. Baby Marie had on ruffles and and flowers and feathers and and hats and lace and and tulle and and, uh, and 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 polyester and bows and ribbon. Get, Marie Maria just stepped off the project runway or something, and she came straight to that brunch. Dad, that shit was funny. She walked in, and said, "Oh, now I know we're not all going to the same place." <laughs> See that's why I love this show. They are funny as hell. I cannot wait until episode two. Then let said, say I know we not all going to the same place. You damn right, cause I don't know where the hell some of y'all were dressed for. Some of them women had on. Everybody in there was in a different age bracket. Some of them women had on. Uh, they they Sundays best. They had them church hats that you cock right to the side. You know how you just. You know, you buy the hat, you put it on straight, but then when you see, you know, your hair going to one side down, you know, it's a little bit long over here with that big-ass curl. You know, church folk do not like to call them out them curls. They put that big-ass curl right there, and then you just cock, cock it to the side a little bit. That's all it was, but look. Girl, you poppin'. <laughs> that was a ghetto-ass brunch, but I love to see that shit. That lady told them to pick up the mirrors. She said, I want all of y'all to look in the mirrors, and I want you to say, girl, <laughs> you poppin'. Hold on, let me try that lip smack again. Girl, you poppin'. Okay, don't worry about it. The uh, the ghost of Tamar Braxton is so disappointed in me. I could not get that lip smack together. Hold on, let me try. Girl, damn it. No oh, well. That's all right. I'm going to get it. My homework is to get that lip smack the fuck together for next week. And uh, I I will not disappoint y'all. Okay. Marie is sitting at this table and she overheard them talking about Latrice's hair. Because, you know, Latrice is over there uh, like she on Baywatch swinging the hell out of their hair. Some random girl that's modeling for her looks like she's swinging her hair too. You know, she's like, I buy your hair too, Latrice. You know, this is, uh, I forgot the name of it. It ain't Bell Collective. It's some kind of hair. So she's the number one vendor in the South, apparently. I ain't never heard of in Memphis, but you know. But Marie hears them talking about latrice's hair and the stores and all this kind of stuff and she was like oh bitch this my opportunity this the perfect opportunity marie said now look girl i went to your store you know trying to be supportive latrice said oh i know yeah it was it was fabulous my store you know marie like yeah 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 you know show enough show you right it was it it was real nice Man, Marie told her that that, uh, that tired ass hair wouldn't even hold a curl. <laughs> Latrice said, there is no chance in hell that you went to my store to get there. Marie said, I ain't hustling you, girl. I know what I bought. Marie said, I'm rich. Look, I'm rich. I can buy your hair out of stock if I wanted to. I know that's right. You better talk that shit, uh, Miss Healthcare Professional. You know healthcare professionals. You can't tell them shit. Latrice called that woman. Little Bo Peep, and for some reason, that was the funniest shit in the world to me because when they showed Marie that lady looked just like little Bo Peep, she had the dress off the shoulders, she had that hat. She it was, it, it was a whole lot going on. It, all she needed was a little lamb, and she would have looked like she <laughs> she belonged in a goddamn fairy tale. That shit was funny as hell. And coupled it with the girl sitting next to Antoinette that was modeling at her, she could have been in a Bronner Brothers show. Because the way she was whipping at her, she was bottling the dog fuck out of that hair. I ain't mad at you. Whoever that girl is, she need to follow you everywhere around Jackson, Mississippi, Latrice. Pay that girl. I don't know who the hell she is, but uh, she your number one fan. polar- Tr- Letitia, she didn't even get to mention buying back the block. So I guess uh, black people, we just go live in poverty for one more year until that girl can finally <laughs> tell y'all some shit since y'all... uh then, uh, jump this lady brunch off, and y'all couldn't even get down to business. But listen, Carlos King, you got yet another hit on your hands when it comes to reality TV. You do not miss, I mean, you do not miss. There, I cannot wait till Friday to watch the new episode. Fridays are good days now because you know, I don't leave my house no more ever since I went out, and y'all tried to kill me by giving me the Rona. I stays my ass at home, okay? So now I get to watch uh, WandaVision over and over again, and then I get to watch The Bell Collective. Listen, Carlos King got Fridays on lock. Do you hear me? Do you hear what I am saying? I'm all for it. So let's, everybody, just remember, keep watching The Bell Collective. It looks like a lot of y'all are, though, because that video is almost up to a million on YouTube. So... We go watch it together. People know that Carlos King makes the best reality TV out there. Let's watch it together. And now let's talk about Matt James, big turtleneck wearing ass on The Bachelor. Listen, Sarah was with the dramatics the entire episode, but I damn near respect it. <laughs> I almost can't talk bad about it because she she did and she gave and did what needed to be done. And given, if that makes any type of sense. I don't know if it does, but damn it, I said it. It's out there in the universe now, so we just gonna go along with it. We pick right back up where we left off with her laid out like Sleeping Beauty on the floor because she fainted like she was in a damn soap opera. Do y'all remember? Now, I think I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit here. Do y'all remember on Passions? <laughs> I want all the handle, the one who can leave my places. And kiss the lips of the one who can seem so sweet. I know y'all remember Passions. Don't act like I was the only one watching Passions with Tabitha and uh, Timmy the Midget. Tabitha, oh, you can't say midget. Uh, What is it? With Tab, What well, they called him. His name was literally Timmy the Midget. But we would say Timmy the little person now. And Tabitha the Witch. I know y'all remember all them. The Crane family. And uh, you know all them people. Do y'all remember on Passions when Ivy had to tell Sam that Ethan was his son and not Julian Crane's son. (laughs) Ivy said, I think the fuck not. And Ivy fainted right in the middle of their party. We had to wait a whole nother week for her to finally tell them people. Baby, Ivy fainted. And them people went on with about seven other storylines before her ass finally woke up at their party. (laughs) Sarah, I know that's right. Sarah was not with this shit. Sarah passed the fuck out too. She was like, I already got my rose. But listen, I need somebody to hold me, and now she was like Ramona. I need someone to hold me, to love me, to want me, to kiss me. Ramona, shut your ass. Okay, Victoria, saying that it's not the Sarah show was a whole gag in itself. Now look, it's not lost on me that that is a whole kettle calling a whole pot black. So Victoria, okay, girl, I'm <laughs> we watching you. You keep it cute now. I'm 100% convinced, though, that Victoria is still being there because of producer interference. She, that I mean, that has to be why she's there. Now, don't get me wrong. Victoria definitely gives what needs to be gave. She gets on that show, and she earns every uh $220 placement fee paycheck that her ass gets. <laughs> she, gets she earns every dime of being there. I'll tell you that. She jumps it off. Victoria is not afraid to walk in the room and jump it off. Oh, do you hear me? She is nothing like them other girls, but she keeps getting that last rose. I don't, I, I don't, she, listen, she keep getting that rose. He, he keep acting like he like her. Maybe it's cause she's funny cause she's funny as hell, but he, now she has her sights set on Sarah. And y'all know uh, Victoria flick a motherfucker out like Martin did Pam, he's She's flicking him out that house. When she says that it's time for you to get the fuck like Tony, Tokyo Tony, then it's time to go. The group date was hilarious and probably one of the best I've ever seen. Now, granted, I've only seen one season of The Bachelorette And one season of The Bachelor, but it was still the best I've seen. I mean, I know there have been twenty-five seasons of The Bachelor, and like sixteen of The Bachelorette, and then like thirty-eight of Bachelor in Paradise. But you know, still, it was the best I've ever seen. Ashley, I now I have no idea what season she's from. Did I Google it like a responsible podcast host does? Nope. (laughs) Did I give a damn? Nope. But she apparently got her husband off of this show. So go off, sis. We see it for you. Go have the kids and the babies and the, the career and everything you want to have because I won't know who the hell you are tomorrow. She was reading an excerpt of Chris Harrison's book as if anybody wants to read Chris Harrison's book. Now, no shade, Chris, but I would have much rather read Chris her- <laughs> Chris Hansen's book, the one from, uh, what is it, To Catch a Predator? Now that would have been a good ass excerpt. I don't know what what we would have heard if it would have sounded like an episode of Crime Junkies or uh Mind Hunters. Now that that would have been a good book. The task of the date is to write their own steamy scene and perform it for Matt and an audience of the ladies who aren't on the group date. Now look, the funniest part is the difference between the scenes between the bachelorettes now, look, some of them were, were making stories up like they were right out of like a Nora, a Nora Roberts book. They were, you know, he he laid me upon the bale of hay, ready to take my world asunder. You know, that kind of shit. Not, not Victoria. Victoria, (laughs) Victoria ass said, he split my cheeks and rolled me like a merry-go-round. We went into the hotel and the neighbors knew my name. They thought we were on stage because it sounded like a whole lot of clapping was coming out of room 222. Now, she didn't really say none of this, but... I mean, I I imagine that's how her story must have went. They bleeped out half the shit. He said he laid back so I could slob the knob like corn on the cob. I know that's right, Victoria. (laughs) Now, you did that. You set the dog fuck out of that scene, Victoria. They need to release your uh, uncut version so we can see what the hell you were saying because they seem thoroughly entertained. See, this is why so many people don't see it for Matt's corny ass. Now, you know, I'm so happy we found a you know, a black bachelor, even though I wasn't invested in the show before last year. But I'm, you know, I'm just so happy. You know, when one black person wins, but boom, we all win. I'm I, I, I'm happy for you, Matt. But let me tell you something. When you read your own little steam and scene, the legs in the room were closed, the, the mouths were dry. I mean, I don't, listen, I'm a firm believer. Ivan's brother from la, from their last season of The Bachelorette, Ivan's brother should have been the damn bachelor. Now, look, <laughs> if y'all remember, Ivan's brother had the the tattoos or uh, 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 the slick hair. Yeah, he had all that. Look. Got a what? You gotta get a rough neck. I got a what? You gotta get a rough... Hey, got what? You gotta get a rough... I know that's right. MC Light I always knew what the fuck she was saying. Articulate ass rough neck. That's what Ivan's brother... Now, I don't know what the hell Ivan's brother name is. I forgot. Now, did I go back in my notes from past episodes of this podcast and look? Nope. Would that have been a good thing to do? Yep. Did I do it? Nope. Y'all will be okay. Look. I said a roughneck, not a turtleneck. I'm so sick of seeing Matt in these goddamn turtlenecks. I don't know. I think this brother got a turtleneck. I I hate wearing turtlenecks. I always feel like I'm getting choked if I wear a turtleneck. The only time I like to be choked if it's, is if it's got a satisfying ending to it. Now, look, <laughs> I'm, I don't see it for these turtlenecks. Y'all go stay out of my business. I know one thing, though. Shout out to Amanda from the It's All Happening podcast. It's All Happening with Amanda. Y'all check that out. We were talking, and I hadn't considered this at all, but she really made me think, because you know how we talk about like that trope of black people coming off as non-threatening she kind of posed the question now look did uh, see this is why my i need to keep my ass doing my day job because i don't do shit right i'm about to sit up here and quote amanda and then didn't even bother looking up what the hell she said exactly to me <laughs> but we were talking and the gist of it was she asked me kind of like do you feel like they have him like basically in turtlenecks so that he comes across like a softer or more like i don't know like more like middle of the road is shit i i listen to Amanda, don't blame me if i misquote you cuz you know i don't uh half ass <laughs> once i go past something i go past it now i could have looked right in my dms and we could i could have looked at our exact conversation but you know what i'd already had my stuff written out so we're just going to uh pretend that's exactly what you said but that being the gist of it it really did make me think. Cause I'm like, Hmm, it, it makes you wonder because one thing we haven't described Matt as is dangerous. <laughs> we haven't really, you know, he's not edgy. He is really kind of, you know, off the farm farm, cornbread fed, uh, that kind of guy, you know, we don't really see him as much else. He's definitely not threatening. And those turtlenecks, I think this brother got a turtleneck. That definitely seems to be playing it up. So Amanda, I'm willing to rock with you on that theory because it. it I can't fathom for any reason why somebody would wear that, metal tur- that many turtlenecks in their lifetime. I don't know. I, I just don't see it. But maybe the man just likes turtlenecks. You know what? Let me stop because that man might like turtlenecks. Going and target buying them high ass turtlenecks. I d I don't I feel like I get choked in turtlenecks. Plus I got a bald head. I really look like an uncircumcised penis if I put on the turtleneck. Cause I remember back in like eight no, it was back in like freshman year of high school, I was in the band <laughs> and my band teacher, Mr. Leroy Snail, Mr. Snail used to come up in there with them turtlenecks on, and they would rock Mr. Snail so badly. I vowed from that day before, I said, I never wear a turtleneck again. Them people talking about this man, that, that damn bad about this turtleneck. I will never put on another turtleneck as long as I live. And to this day, I can't remember the last time I wore a turtleneck. You ain't about to uh, roast and rock my ass for looking like a damn uncircumcised penis trying to put on a damn turtleneck. I don't like them that much. No way. I don't like being hot like that. And it, ain't, it, it, it has never been cold enough for me to put on a turtleneck. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm not in the turtleneck committee. Matt, if you, if you think it makes you more approachable, by all means, do what you do with the turtlenecks. But I don't see it for you with them turtlenecks. I'm just saying. Sorry. But see, this episode kind of made me realize I think I could have been the bachelor. See, let me tell y'all. Okay, I'm a, just like he sat up there and read his scene. I wrote my own steaming and scene and, and I'm gonna read it for y'all. Okay, now don't j- Y'all know I'm an aspiring author anyway. I'm working on my sci fi. See, I, I work on sci fi, I don't really do romance. You know, I'm gonna leave that to Nora, Robert, and those girls. But I, you know, I, I, I gave my hand and you know, I dipped my toe. In the romance genre, just like Matt and all the girls did on the episode. So let me read y'all my excerpt. Okay. Don't judge me. Okay. They entered the hot springs. Steam was arising from the ground. Booty cheeks were whopping. Wine was a Megan the stallion could be heard in the background. Faint hints of gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me, put junk out when it doesn't get inside of me. She mounted me, I gasped. We made love for hours, and Megan continued to switch tracks in the background. Every position was soundtracked by a different Megan the Stallion song. Doggy style was laced with big old freak, big booty big old treat. Reverse cowboy was accompanied by Look at Oh Body, yaddy yaddy ooh ate it up. Give it right back, body yada yaddy. See now that was that was just a little excerpt. You know I'm I'm still you know uh, I'm going to the, the the weekend classes at the uh, the YMCA to learn how to do romance noveling. I don't know how to do that. I stick to sci-fi. That's my genre. But I'm uh, I'm going to taking classes from uh, Ashley Al, Katie Al, whatever the hell that woman's name was. <laughs> when, uh, we we getting ready to read a new chapter of Chris Harrison's book. I'll let y'all know if anybody get murdered in it like Chris Hansen, book, but I doubt it. That shit kind of boring so far. But uh, all you Bachelor fans, pick up a copy and let me know what the hell y'all think because I'm not going to read it. As y'all know, there are always two parts to the group dates. So that was the first part. Then they start going on those like tired ass kind of one on one conversations with Matt later on in the night. Katie is talking to Matt and Sarah, who isn't even on the group date. Sarah was back at a hotel in her room watching, uh, uh, ID channel <laughs> and she came, brought her ass all the way over there and interrupted the date. Her dramatic ass makes it seem like she has something super important to tell this man. But at one point she literally says, I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I know that's right. Katie, you better go get your man <laughs> or not Katie, uh, Sarah, whatever the hell your name is. Shit, Katie went. And snitched and told all them people what happened. Victoria said, ah, ah, get your ass back over there and uh, get your man. Katie went back. And when I tell y'all, Katie applied pressure That girl said, Hey, (laughs) I'm, uh, you know, just seeing if I can, you know, get my time back because I haven't had any and it's, you know, it's it's my date (laughs) ho. So, uh, what's up? Sarah said, well, you know, I'm, I'm just finishing up. Can I bring them to you in five minutes? (laughs) Katie said, uh, (laughs) how about two? (laughs) Two isn't more than enough for you. You don't need five. Then later went behind the thing and Sarah kept on talking, laughing, sniggling and giggling. Baby, Katie came right back over there. She said, hey, <laughs> just checking in. How's it going? You know, you, you've been talking for a little while now. Baby, they wasn't going fast enough for Katie. Katie sat her ass right down there next to Matt until Sarah was ready to get her ass up. Let me tell you something. That shit was funnier than me. Sarah said, how about, I mean, <laughs> Katie said, how about two minutes? She was acting like smoking Mama on uh on Friday. She gave that man a uh, dollar to go get some cigarettes. This ain't enough. A dollar? This ain't enough? <laughs> Make it enough. I know that's right. Katie sat her ass down on that cat couch, and she looked at that motherfucker until she was finished. But let me tell you something. Sarah said, "Oh no, you thought you 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 thought you had the last word. You got me fucked up." Kate, Sarah said, uh, "You think I'm nickel slick, but I got your penny change." Okay, <laughs> she said, "Can you walk me out?" I know that's right. That man walked that lady out and then went back to his date. Now see, this where really you messed up, Sarah. You did what needed to be done because you wanted to get your time. But on the other hand, I would have been like. Uh, I would have been just like Sarah. I ain't going to lie. Let me, I'm going to sneak in on your asses too. And But I then, then again, if I was in Katie's position, I would have been like Katie too. So damn it, I just would have been like everybody. Sarah got her ass up. He walked her out. <laughs> I know that's right. She makes the mistake though of going to tell the other girls that she interrupted them people. And baby, baby, when I tell you they ate her ass up. They were on her ass like back pockets. Do you hear me? See, this is a prime example of why I couldn't be on reality TV. You only talk to me crazy for so long before I'm ready to fight. Now, see, my mouth is way too slick for reality TV. Y'all think Candace Dillard had a sharp mouth and a quick wit? Oh, baby, put Candace Dillard in the South and you got me. You you want you wouldn't be ready for my damn mouth. She you ain't seen nothing. Look, I would have had 10 Victoria ass. Now look at here. You and your badass attitude can pack up and leave and use them damn bags under your eyes uh for luggage. Get your ass out of here. I'm not about to sit up here and play with you. You sitting up here uh talking to me any kind of way, girl. I came and apologize. You don't get your you know what. Let me stop. I'm in therapy working through my anger issues and I being cussed Victoria the hell out and thought she was a uh, Victoria's secret. And when it stole some damn pants from my ASC, <sighs> okay, focus, Kendrick, you're better than this. <laughs> but see, that's the difference between somebody like me and somebody like Sarah. Now, see, Sarah does that long, you know, gone with the wind, walk outside. And then, of all people, Victoria is the one that wants to come and comfort her. Now, she, I guess that's what you call comforting. She she couldn't comfort my ass. I know that much. You, you could bring me a blanket and some cocoa with marshmallows, and Victoria, your ass still wouldn't be comforting me. Then Katie comes outside, and baby, Katie get it started right with her. Sarah just, she... <laughs> Sarah said I should have stayed in my room because I don't you listen. You I, I don't want you to get beat up, Sarah, okay? I don't want you to get jumped. I don't want you to get gathered. I don't want you to get slid. I don't know what was going to happen between all of that. You should have just stayed the hell where you was because if you can't fight, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> now, see, Noah on The Bachelorette, he might could get away with that because they want to go swing on him like that. But see, Sarah, you doing all this crying. If you can't fight, you can't be doing them kind of moves. That shit only works for uh for women that's ready to fight on reality TV, not uh newscasters like you that's going to end up crying. Oh, and by the way, somebody named Rachel, who got an extra A in her name, uh, won the group date, Rose, or whatever. So, I child, I forgot all about that part of the episode. Look, I was more concerned about everything jumping off with the group of ladies than, uh, than seeing who Matt would <laughs> I was about to say something, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Then seeing what Matt is uh, interested in. So, she got the Rose. Uh, congratulations to you, Rachel. I, I refuse to call you Rachel because you don't spell your name right. Come to think of it, listen, Ser- somebody named Serena was uh, <laughs> on the next date, but that shit was so boring, I was half ass paying attention to it anyway. Just know that she got a rose, okay? Hell, I thought the girl name was Bree the whole time they was talking. I, I'm getting my people mixed up. I was sitting there like, go ahead, Bree, I guess, while I was on Instagram, but child, that man said, Serena, will you accept this rose? I said, oop, <laughs> Serena, okay then, well, well, congratulations to you, Serena, where the hell Bree at? Shit. But now that we've gotten that damn uh one-on-one shit out the way, let's jump back to the part where they own Sarah's ass like back pockets. <laughs> Apple-bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Do you hear me? Look, Sarah starts off by apologizing. I guess she comes down, you know, they trying to figure out uh what's going on that day or whatever. She starts off by apologizing, but Victoria is not hearing that shit. Victoria went from comforting her ass to dancing off in her ass. They, op- that one statement or whatever, Victoria, I'm talking about left and right, that opened up the floor for everybody to attack Sarah. Sarah made the mistake of saying, I know I've had a difficult time here and ooh we Anna wasn't hearing that shit. Anna, <laughs> the one that drink all that damn Folgers and Starbucks and every other kind of coffee you can think of, she said, but you haven't. You've had one of the uh, the easiest times here. You've had one-on-ones and you've had uh extra time because you broke up our damn group day. Bitch, you've had the easiest time. Look, that lady said it's been nothing but a walk in the park for you. And uh, and I ain't talking about Jill Scott. It ain't a long walk. It's a, a easy walk in the park. Ooh, they was on, they, they, they were tag teaming Sarah's ass. Now see this, was the most common mistake made on reality TV. It started to get very, very mean girl. Now see the mistake that they made was that you had the viewing audience on your side already, but then you did that gang up shit. And now We have no choice but to take Sarah's side. We had all agreed that Sarah was doing the most. She was calculating and being manipulative. And, you know, she was was basically doing what needed to be done. We weren't faulting her for that. But we all agreed that she knew what she was doing. Y'all started acting just like those ladies over in Beverly Hills. Y'all turned into mean girls. Telling her that the, uh, the rest of the time that she was going to be here, they were going to make sure that it was horrible and that no one is going to like you and that she's burned every bridge. See, rookie mistake. That's exactly why we don't see it for those Beverly Hills girls anymore. They asses always pick on one person the entire season because none of the other ladies want to tell their real business. See y'all, but you know what? It's a thing that happens on reality TV. When you find an easy target, instead of telling your business, it's much easier to tell theirs. And but the shit gets tiring. That's why I don't about to see it for Beverly Hills no damn more. And we uh sit up here watching the lives of people in uh Salt Lake City and shit. But hey, uh, Mary Cosby gives uh, more in her closet. Then Lisa Renner has you know what? <laughs> Cause Lisa Renner, I'm not gonna make this about you again. I go on a rant about your ass every single episode, and I'm not giving you that anymore. Your ass got that lipstick and shit out. I'm not giving you free publicity to sell that uh horse manure shit that you got people putting on their lips. Let me move the fuck on. You know what? They let fast forward, Sarah ends up having a conversation with Katie, kind of a one on one, and she announces that she's leaving. And she basically tells her that her father, you know, she tells her he's been battling ALS and he's been going having a hard time. And she basically just can't see herself staying there. And you know, yada, yada, yada. She sold this shit though. I don't hell, uh, Katie walked out of there crying. She like, well, damn, I feel bad. Uh, uh Planning to jump the bitch later on. <laughs> now, let me lead you. Let me, let me go tell uh Victoria the plans off. We're not going to jump her no more. She walks to go see Matt because she says that she doesn't want to leave without telling him. She feels like she owes him an explanation. She does that thing where you know when on reality TV when somebody's real stressed out and they got some shit to get off their chest, they do that thing where they put their hand on their stomach. They face looks real distraught. They walk like they, uh, you know, they, they face distraught, hand on the stomach like they got irritable bowel syndrome or they got the bubble guts. They walking like they damn heels too tight. She, Sarah sold that shit. Uh, bye, Sarah, girl. We won't miss you, but uh, we hate to see you go because you was keeping up a lot of shit. Matt now uh, has one less... <laughs> He got one less white woman to pick from, which is a real tragedy because Matt, we know you want to. Okay, let me stop. Matt, listen, Matt is online mad at y'all. He said, y'all better stop telling me I'm going to pick a white woman. We, we didn't tell you, you told us. <laughs> we we had known that. But let me tell you something. Matt is a better man than I'll be. He tried to convince her to stay. And she said, you know what? I can't, I, I've i prayed about it. Now see, she knows he ain't going to be mad at God. So he has to let her go. He's like, okay, well, you know, can I walk you out her with that Tasia? Can I walk you out? Now see, I would have been like, well, take your big head ass on. <laughs> take your big head, uh, uh, long eyebrow, a uh, uh, Carl from the NBA eyebrow ass on somewhere. Now see, I'm sorry, Sarah, but you would have pissed me off with that. But I would have sent her on in that truck just like Tasia did. You know, Tasia was, uh, Flicking them motherfuckers after La Quinta like a motherfucker. So, who that? Yeah, listen, the Bachelor y'all gave what needed to be gave this week. I'm I'm, I'm pretty proud of y'all. My damn throat hurting after, after all the damn talking. But you know what? Just like they gave, the Real Housewives of Dallas actually gave too. So let's go ahead and transition to them. And ooh, I got some. I, I got some feelings, cause y'all y'all do a lot of face playing over in Dallas. So let's go ahead and uh, get with Cam and the girls. The episode opens up with Cam. I feel like it always opens up with Cam. Cam, say what y'all want. They they centered it around Cam. Cam is the new, I guess HBIC over in Dallas now. Natalie Ann's gone. Cam finally has a season to shine on her own. Uh, I'ma shine right on your ass though. This episode, Cam. So uh, be careful. The episode opens up, Cam is exercising with the dog. Child, don't get me started. She's on the elliptical and the dog is on the treadmill. She's calling around to everybody and she's planning Carrie's 50th birthday party. We get to see that Cam is gonna be playing victim this entire episode because she was, quote unquote, forced to eat the chicken feet. Imagine all these starving people across the globe being mad at a motherfucker for offering them food. Cam, listen, don't piss me off. Cause you, (laughs) you, you've been kind of doing a lot. And you know, these people are already mad at you already, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay. Somebody, I don't know. I, I, I know somebody out there has a grasp on this. Somebody explain Stephanie's charity to me. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I'll get, I'll, maybe I'm missing the point, or I don't know. But they're they're redoing high school locker rooms. That's the charity. They're putting lockers from like lockers that were in professional like sports stadiums, and putting them in high schools. Is, is did I hear that correctly? Because I feel like they explained it, and that's what I got from it. Child, <laughs> if that's the case, housewives are so. Damn, out of touch sometimes. But I guess that's the reason why we love them. So I'd go ahead and put put uh, Aaron Rodgers locker in a high school and we'll, we'll act like you really saving some lives, Stephanie. I don't know. Somebody explain that to me. Either drop me a DM, an uh, email, or something. Tell me what the hell it is. Stephanie, if you hear this, I know you a secret listener, Stephanie. You ain't got to be ashamed. If you hear this, tell me what the hell your charity is, because if that's what it is, we we can we can we can come up with better stephanie you you ain't you ain't got to do that <laughs> you ain't you ain't you ain't got to do that okay you ain't you ain't got to do that stephanie listen i love me some dr tiffany moan i love seeing tiffany grocery shopping with her kids for her parents who are quote unquote super quarantining Apparently her father is like immunocompromised so they can't be around people. Child, I understand. Look, y'all know Corona almost took me the fuck out of here. Look, I'm one of them people. <laughs> you know them people, uh, who spend like an hour in jail because they were drunk and the, the cops were letting them sleep it off. And then the rest of their life, you all you hear about is, yeah, you know, I did a little time back in the day. I did a little time in prison. No, the fuck you didn't, bitch. You went to jail for an hour to sleep off that motherfucking uh hangover. You was about to have. And then the police let your ass go. Shut the hell up! But listen, I understand because you know that Rona, that Rona almost took me the fuck out of here, bitch. <laughs> I understand, Tiffany. I understand, uh, Mr. Moon Senior. Tiffany, talking about her mom not being thankful for anything. Uh, hello, preacher. My name is Choir. How are you doing? <laughs> and, She talked about she bought her mom a $75,000 Porsche. And the first words out of her mom's mouth were, it's not turbo. See, that's that shit right there. That's that shit right there. That almost, that's almost torn my damn house apart before. One thing in life I hate more than anything else. I don't care if it's family, friends, coworker, anybody. I hate an unappreciative ass motherfucker. And that's just that on there. If I feel like I've done something for you, whether it's the biggest thing in the world or the smallest thing in the world, I hate somebody they can't appreciate it. Don't ask me for a favor if you can't appreciate what the hell I'm doing for you. If I set up and I got to... Uh, let me tell it all. Let me tell you. I'll never forget. I got so damn pissed off one time. Like, okay. I won't get into a a big thing because I I almost uh, threw a brick through my goddamn window before I was so damn mad. I'll just say, like, I hate when I go, like, everyone in the house will say, like, they're hungry. So I'm like, OK, I'll go. I'll bring dinner on the way home. I'll stop and get like 75, 85, 95 dollars worth of food for everybody. And I get home and the first word out your mouth ain't thank you. It's not. ooh this looks delicious. It's. Oh, you didn't get no, uh, you didn't get no so and so so and so sauce to go with it. Oh, you didn't bring no some 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 home so we can eat it with. Listen, that'll make me go outside and flatten every tire on your motherfucking car. Don't play with me. I hate unappreciative ass people. So when Tiffany went on that little rant about that turbo and that look. Anybody knowing my life, I will. That'll be. We will really be fighting if I buy your ass a seventy-five thousand dollar car. I ain't even got a seventy-five thousand dollar car. I drive a goddamn pickup, and you talking about is it turbo? A turbo these nuts. You know what? Let me stop because I'm be. I be got mad at Tiffany, mama, and I don't even know that lady like that. This is so petty, but let me go ahead and address it. Cam has mentioned on multiple episodes, and on Watch What Happens Live now. That Tiffany didn't have a centerpiece for that dim sum party. Listen. I don't know why I I don't know why it's been bothering me so much. But y'all know damn well there was a circular table. Now every time y'all film on this show, it's always at a rectangular or a square table. By design, there was a circular table. That was the reason why you couldn't sit by Carrie Cam, and you know that. Because they were filming and they had to be able to get all of y'all in one shot. Now, see, look, y'all don't ever use circular tables, ever. But in this case, y'all did. Get the fuck out of here. You will be okay. Put that uh chicken dick or whatever the hell y'all was eating in your mouth and crunch, okay? Since you don't like chicken fingers, put the chicken dick in your mouth and just go on because I'm getting sick of y'all asses now. Now y'all getting mad because a motherfucker ain't got a centerpiece on the table. Whew, y'all are too damn much down in Dallas. That's, see, that's why I've always said another little rant. I have always said that Cam Westcott is the quintessential housewife. When you're looking for a new housewife, that is who you want on some of these shows. Not all of them. Now. She she wouldn't fit in Atlanta, but, you know, uh, she might fit with Potomac. They all, You know what? I was, I was about to hurt some of y'all feelings because I was about to, uh, to reveal some secrets about some of y'all favorite Potomac housewives. But let me not do that. Okay. Cam's party. We get, uh, not Cam's party, well, yeah, Cam's party for Carrie. All the ladies arrive, and the men are uh, shirtless. They there too, but the shirtless men can't even have a good time because Cam is nitpicking the entire damn time. At one point, Tiffany calls Brandy COVID girl because she was wearing a mask. like She was the only one that had on like one of those clear like face shield masks. And she had her results of her COVID test literally laminated and hanging around her throat. Cam immediately jumps defensive and says, oh, Now you got mad when I called DeAndra COVID girl. Ch- Tiffany didn't say anything with no bass in her voice, nothing like that. She was laughing right along with y'all. All she said, Oh my God, don't call her COVID girl. Like, <laughs> laughing like y'all do, like it was nothing. Cam, you, once again, are making an issue out of nothing. You're doing a whole lot, and I don't want to see you get on the viewer's bad side like that. You have the potential to be the queen of Dallas if Stephanie don't own a production company. <laughs> if that's the case, then you might not be able to be the queen, but maybe you can be the jack or the joker or some But Cam, don't go nowhere because uh, your ass still needs to be addressed. You continue to pick throughout this entire damn episode. You said this food is surely a lot better than chicken fingers or whatever you said, chicken feet or whatever you were trying to say. Tiffany fired back jokingly, super jokingly, and you got mad still. You then said, oh, Lord. You then said that she was stereotyping her whole country, Ciao. My God, my God! Let me give you a piece of advice: Don't tell somebody that they're stereotyping their whole country unless you have the knowledge of different cultures to back it up. That's just a general rule of thumb that we can all probably live by. Just a, uh, you know, a simple, you know, how do you know if if a simple rule like you know, hey, don't pick up that knife and stab me. You know, it, it's really one of them kind. You know, you it you can remember it real easy. You. White woman, don't tell that lady she's stereotyping, especially when you use that word as wrong as you did. Just say, you know what? That isn't the case in this category. You know, just say something like that. Laugh it off and leave it alone. That is not a road you want to travel down. And it doesn't help your case that you were on Watch What Happens Live talking about the ping pong girls when you were discussing Tiffany. Now, I understood what you were saying because to me, it sounded like you were saying the other ladies were being bossy about going to see the ping pong girls. But Cam, don't enough people watch Dallas, especially last season, to know what the hell you were talking about. So they didn't give, they, they child, listen. Enough people were not watching that shit <laughs> to know to differentiate what you were talking about the ping pong girls, okay. So now they think yeah they they want your ass uh found and they want your hit, okay. I'm trying to help you out. I know you listen to this podcast, too. <laughs> child. Let me quit them damn women. They didn't start their own podcast now. They don't give a damn about uh me and you the housewives and Marvel too. But guess what? That's all right. It's enough people that listen anyway. Fuck okay. Let's talk about this pool. Carrie throws Tiffany in the pool and she cannot swim. Now, see, you know that the Negro, the K-N-E-E space G-R-O-W, the Negro who can't swim in me panicked. Because that's my biggest fear, to be around a group of white people and somebody jokingly throw me or push me in the pool in the deep end and my ass can't swim and Lord have mercy. I just don't know what the hell I would do. Now see, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> I Every now and then I will say something will come to my mind and I have to literally stop myself from saying it because I'm like, you know what? You are too new to the podcast game to get canceled this Damn early. So let me stop. I listen, that's like somebody throwing your ass off a tree and uh throwing you a noose to help you climb back up. Child okay, I'm being dramatic, but still. <laughs> Dallas, that's all I got for y'all asses. Cam, don't get on my nerves no more because you're trying to do it real, real bad. Let's take a trip. We're gonna stay down south. Let's go ahead and talk about these ball headed ass Atlanta ladies. This episode of Atlanta opened up funny as hell because Mike broke the couple code. Listen, Cynthia tried to get that man to lie on camera. She said, well, you know how we we sent out 250 invites and we weren't planning on all of them to accept? Well, 167 people have already accepted. Mike didn't catch on to that. He said, now, when do we say all that? <laughs> Mike, listen. When a woman puts the whole sentence together for you, you're supposed to just go ahead with the lie. Don't be questioning it, and now you can embarrass this lady in front of all America. That's like when... Uh, you walk in uh, when your, uh, your girl talking to her mama or something. And she's like, yeah, mama, you know we can't come. Here, uh, here go Mike right here. Yeah, he got to work late tonight. And then you being like, I ain't got to work late. What y'all talking about? Now, see, you fucked it up. And now you got to go to uh uh Geraldine's clarinet recital. All because your ass can't take a hint. But you know what? We pulled two things from this opening scene that end up driving the whole episode. One of them is Cynthia's father, whether or not he'll get an invite to the wedding, and then two, whether or not Dennis, Portia's uh, child, Portia's uh, father of a child, Portia's boyfriend, Portia's nigga that she can't stain. I don't know. You, ooh, I, you know what? I try not to drop the end bomb on her too often, but every now and then it's just appropriate. Here, y'all'll be okay. <laughs> Let's fast forward and talk about Candy getting ready for the... uh, I don't know if she's actually getting ready at that moment for her Candy Cares event, but she has a conversation first with Michael Sterling. You know, she calls... uh, You know, that's Eva's husband, of course, if you've watched Atlanta in the past. Uh, She calls Michael Sterling, who's a lawyer, about the child support. He's the one that's going to be representing her when she is uh, taking... Block, y'all know Block, them boys got her. Them boys got her. You, you damn sure don't know him from the show because that man ain't took care of Riley uh and uh, none of her damn life. But you know maybe his music if y'all are uh, a ghetto little hood booger like me. Listen, we learned from that car, that man owes her like $92,000. It's the conversation with the makeup artist or the hairstylist, which I forgot which role she was playing, but with her... That was actually the most interesting. The makeup artist says the judge ain't giving you shit. Basically, you over here waiting till that girl turned eighteen, and now you want to say where my coins at? Candy's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, give me me. Now, see, I get both sides. The hairstylist is just saying like, you might have a hard time with the court system simply because of your income. Now, you know, they might be saying you ain't never worried about it all this time. You the richest motherfucker in Atlanta. And now you trying to come out to him about some money. That's the way she's seeing it. I don't think that the court system will give a damn about her income when he helped make the child and he hasn't contributed anything in the past. Who Lord. Uh, Who knows how many years? Riley, 18. He hadn't contributed anything in the last, what, four or five, they said. I'm with Candy. Candy. Tell Michael Sterling to get his ass in that courtroom and to get you your ducats, your coins, your money, your Benjamins, your Franklins, whoever the hell you need to get. Tell Michael Sterling to get you your money because block ass needs to help raise that child. Hell, you lucky you got Todd to, uh, to help pay for them other two since he around her opening up. Uh, a new restaurant on every block of it of Peachtree tree that he can but child I guess block you you know we all make mistakes child <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing Portia and Cynthia interact one-on-one somewhere along the line y'all know Portia has always been my favorite but somewhere along the line Cynthia has really earned a place in my heart too I'm not sure when it happened but I've I've always kind of valued what Cynthia brought to the show. I've always felt like Cynthia has had a storyline. Like, you've never had to worry about Cynthia bringing something to the table. Now, I know people want her to be a little more loud and boisterous and all that. Like I'm okay with the role that Cynthia plays. You know, she she's funny to me. She always giving face and fashion. And, you know, she give a little bit of titty every now and then, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can't be mad at Cynthia. It was funny as hell seeing Cynthia uh be mad at this waitress for constantly coming over before she can get the tea. Now that was funny as hell. She said now girl let's go ahead and order and then you stale your ass over there for about ten more minutes so I can figure out if I need to invite this man to my damn wedding or not. Portia details her and Dennis's issues and it sounds like quarantine fucked them up like they did most relationships. That's basically what it where you gotta be around somebody all day. Every day all day every day. You bound to get sick of everything that that motherfucker do, which I think most of us can understand. You know, she talked about how that man went downstairs to get a bottle one time. He was down there for like 20, 30 minutes. That lady said, bring me the damn bottle. She said, as soon as he came back up there, uh, it was world war three in the motherfucker. It was a Royal rumble. Like they wrestling. and She about to jump from the top rope on his ass. Portia (laughs) said, I need you to use your coochie credit and make sure Mike don't invite this man to the wedding. Now, what was funny to me was that some of y'all on Instagram and on social media were acting like y'all didn't know what coochie credit was. Well, that's why you listen to me. Let me explain coochie credit to some of y'all. Now, the coochie credit, the coochie credoire, it's basically... What the city girls rap about? <laughs> it's basically, you know, when you want something from a man, but you don't want to necessarily, you know, put in all that hard work to get it. You just like, look, let me little throw a little coochie this way. Let me throw a little coochie to the side. Look, nah, nah, throw it over there. Uh, uh, You know, rock his ass to sleep one good time and then you should be able to get what you want from him because you threw it down on him. That's that coochie credit. You know, that coochie, you know, you swipe it one good time. Whoop, it might buy you a Birkin bag. You swipe it again. Whoop. It might, you know, depending on your calor, you know, your coochie credit score, depending on what it is. It might, you know, it, it it might get them to take the garbage out. You know, it, it, it's a it's a range. You know, some of y'all coochie credit is in the three hundreds, some is in the eights. You you can't compare coochie credit. You just got to realize that you got it, and if it's not up the paw, you just get it up there. That's all. It's just like your real financial credit. If your credit is in the three hundreds, that's okay. Just slowly work to get it up to the sevens and the eights. That's that's all you got to do get your coochie credit together and you too can disinvite people to weddings. Candy's charity event. Candy cares is the makings of Kenya versus Porsche all over again. We've been seeing glimpses throughout the season, but it's starting to come to a full head now. Portia was trying to laugh off all of the stuff that Kenya was saying, but Kenya was coming for that motherfucking relationship. She was like, you just going to be back with his ass tomorrow. So no, don't none of this shit matter no way. Now, Portia, she did have a point about that, but Kenya, you ain't have to say that shit. <laughs> what was ridiculous, though, or most notable, I should say, was Candace shading the hell out of Kenya this entire time. We saw Portia... Uh, be acknowledged for the $5,000 that she gave. When Marlowe got there, they were eating lunch, and she pulled that $5,000 check out of her purse. Kenya was shading Marlowe's sugar daddy, but at least that man donated. <laughs> Candace said, someone, you know, some of them were way more generous than others, and, you, oop, you uh, look, even Drew, whose uh, wigs they were talking about so bad drew a uh, 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 french poodle her ass even called and candy said thank you for that donation you made child they said they, they said everybody but kenya donated to them but now kenya did show up though she showed up and helped with the uh the planning and the the packing up the boxes and shit so i guess candy can't be too mad but child it, it seemed like she was They discuss a girl's trip briefly, and it basically sets up the next few episodes. They talk about being somewhere close enough to drive and rule out a private plane, which is Marlo's suggestion. Chad, we see in the previews that Kenya actually gets a private plane for her and Latoya. I guess (laughs) Kenya, she got that private plane, so she uh eat their kitty in peace. <laughs> you know, Kenya Latoya, I don't know what they doing, but it's a lot of kitty clicking going on. I guess Kenya said... Why be on a bus when you can eat a kitty on a plane? I ain't mad at you, can you? Get on that bus. Fuck them damn Uh, I mean, get on that plane. I ain't trying to ride no bus either if I ain't got to. I did enough of that in college. I ain't been on a bus since. I'm not even getting on the matter, the martyr, whatever y'all call your bus in your city. I ain't getting on none of it. If you if you, if you you listening to this in London, I'm not getting on the underground, the double decker. I ain't getting on none of that. I, I want to be on the private jet's uh uh clicking Kities with Kenny and Latoya too I know that the big dramatic finish of the episode was Cynthia asking her mom basically, could she invite her father to the wedding? And about Kenya's PSA. Apparently her mother didn't know it was a PSA. I know that was the crux of the episode. But look, the funniest part about this whole episode to me was Cynthia getting off her mama's house and found out uh, Mallory had already eaten up all the damn food. Now this shit was funny. If any of y'all got siblings this was the most relatable shit in the world. You know, you go over your mama house, it'd be uh, uh, all the pots. You know, she got neck bones on the stove, you know, with uh potatoes and carrots in it. Got a little macaroni on the side. She made greens with ham hocks in them. She made uh, a couple candy yams in case the folk don't want the uh the Osh potatoes. They got a, you know, a choice of yams too. You know, she got the cornbread with the actual corn off in it. She got the broccoli casserole, you know, for you sorry. You know, she got all of that, everything on the stove. you get over there, and it's a big chunk out of everything because your sister did beat your ass over there. and She made place for her, her man. Uh, uh she got to have a, a, a plate for work tomorrow. You God goddamn, you need all the food. Can I get a damn plate? Shit, that's the most relatable shit in the world. I don't know, I can't tell you how many times my family has gotten to arguing about who got to the damn food first because people will get them plates and they will make them plates to go before anybody else can even eat for the first time. Let me tell y'all something, I'm sick of that shit. If, if I can't wait, well, I was about to say I can't wait for the world to open back up, but it don't matter, cause I'm never leaving my house again. I told y'all that before, that Ronald shook my ass up. I ain't, I ain't never leaving again. I'm staying here. If my job wants me to come back to work one day because they think that we've been vaccinated and stuff, I'm still not going. I'ma quit my job. Let me tell you something. The, Jocelyn Hernandez once said if you a mama, but you don't never have your baby, and your grandmama had your baby, then you're not the mama. Your grandmama, the baby. I'm going to find somebody a child to take care of, okay? I'm, I'm not going back to work. I'm never leaving my house again. But I was about to say if I do leave my house again one day, I can't wait to argue about, uh, who the hell did made all these damn plates when I ain't even ate no damn neck bones or ox or oxtails yet? Greeted motherfuckers. You know what? Cynthia, I don't even talk about your mom and that uh her inviting your daddy. Just invite your daddy, girl. We don't give a damn. And Noel, before I switch over to Salt Lake City, Noel, you a traitor. You rode all the way over there with your mama just to tell her not to invite that man. Now, you could have said that shit in the car and saved me a trip. Y'all could have went to Zaxby's or uh Chick-fil-A or something. And you didn't have me coming over here uh, uh, eating behind Mallory greedy ass and all you'd plan to do is agree with grandmama anyway. You know what, Noel? I've been cussed your ass out in the car. Let me go to Salt Lake City because I get Noel, you've been pissed me off. <laughs> okay. So let me go ahead and give y'all my little spiel before I get into Salt Lake City. I feel like I've gotten into it every week, but let me just go ahead and say it. Before this is a great episode, it was a all things considered, it was a great episode. With that being said, I'm bored. (laughs) It was, I'm sorry, it was a great episode. I've been apprehensive about saying that, but it's true. The show just feels entirely. Different without Mary Cosby being around. Now, I know they don't get in my DMs and explain it. Well, you know, she was supposed to be a friend of, but they made her a full time. I don't give a damn. Look, the first five or six episodes of this show feel entirely different than the, the last half of the season. And it's all because we got hooked on, I don't know whether it was Mary Cosby or Mary versus Jen or what it was, but I felt like we were being set up for an iconic feud going forward and we were left out to dry. I don't know. I feel. Ooh, damn, my oh, arm locked up. Let me get to, I need to hear him uh, finish this damn episode because my body's starting to turn on me again and I thought I'd beat the Rona. Maybe my ass ain't. <laughs> but look, I just feel like. I don't know. It's transitioned. The the show has become something entirely different and it's enjoyable. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I watch it every week, but it's not hidden the way it used to for me. The whole intrigue of Salt Lake city originally was that there was this woman who was so out there that you could not turn away the eye bulging, the, the, the stuff she said, the the marrying the grandfather, the being a leader of a church, everything was just fascinating. And now it's the show is more typical Housewives, if that makes sense. Like now it's it went from Salt Lake City being such a breath of fresh air because we hadn't seen these type of interactions before, I don't think to now it's more so like a New York or a Beverly Hills, but placed in a different location. I don't know. Look, the first 10 minutes of the episode with Whitney and her family talking, and honestly, I didn't give a damn. I barely paid attention to that part. Y'all know me. If, if I'm not interested, I'll fool Allah on this phone and uh, eat a bologna sandwich. You know, I don't, I, I I I don't know. I mean, I... I'm a professional though, so I can give y'all a little Salt Lake City. Okay, the next part. Y'all see that my energy up high. The next part was the blind date for my girl, Heather. Now, listen. Listen. I reacted the same way as Heather when that man walked in. Dad does a big motherfucker. I know that's right, Heather. You better climb that tree. <laughs> Heather, you already a tree that needs to be climbed. And whenever a tree can find a tr- another tree to climb, that's a beautiful thing. That comes straight from the Bible. I think that's uh that's Job or Revelations 5. 10, I don't know. It's something where it says... A tree can climb a tree. You found a good thing. I think that's how it goes. All of you all you Kojiks out there, y'all hit me up and let me know if that's the scripture or how I go. (laughs) I'm going to be recording this podcast one day and lightning is just going to strike my ass. It's already kind of raining outside too. I need to quit playing before the Lord tell me. Okay, now. You are you doing the most now? Cut that! Well, he's not gonna say cut that shit out, but he gonna say cut that mess out. That's what he'll say. But Lord, I'm sorry, I'm not go. I see we in Salt Lake City. I just feel like we need to talk about the church. And when we think about the church, we think about Mary M. Cosby. And we haven't seen Mary M. Cosby except with that little afro sitting in her room. We, I'm tired of seeing you in that closet, Mary. But one thing about you, whenever they show you in that closet, you give what needs to be gave in that closet. So I'm not mad at you about that. I just need you in these group scenes. So if they, they've already announced that y'all have been renewed for season two, Mary, come on back, Mary, and film every single scene, okay? Whitney invites all the ladies on a quick trip to Vegas. She get the Mary. Mary says, that punk, trick-ass Jen going? Well, she didn't say that. She a lady of the cloth. But that's what she wanted to say. Is that punk, trick-ass Jen going? A, a, I ain't going. Lisa said, no, nah, I ain't going neither. I need an apology. And you still ain't gave me one. Well, child, I guess Lisa wasn't too damn mad because her ass was on that trip. <laughs> she didn't fly with them, though. No. Now, see, that was the dumb decision. If you want to stick it to her, make her pay for your flight and then ignore her ass. Go completely off and then don't show up for that car racing and all that shit. Make her play for you pay for your flight out there and then uh go on about your business. See, Lisa, you don't know how to do it right, but that's okay. We'll we'll teach you. You'll be petty as fuck before uh before your third season. Give me one more season to work with you, and I can make you petty as fuck. Lisa, you childish as fuck but you funny as fuck. Okay. Let me tell you why. That lady, <laughs> Whitney called you trying to see how you're doing, where you're being, uh, why they in Vegas, what you're going through and all that kind of stuff. And you ignored the hell out of that later phone call. And then less than 10 seconds later, you turned around and called Meredith. Now see, that's some petty shit, but it's some funny shit. I know that's right. Lisa, that, now that look, I ain't mad at you for it because it, it made me laugh loud as hell. And then Heather go pointed out later on in the episode. She called Meredith but wouldn't call you. I know the fuck that's right. I would have said, ah, ah, sure the fuck didn't. I didn't have nothing to say to you, okay? Jen's rude ass <laughs> apparently has something planned for Heather. So that only leaves Meredith, Lisa, and Whitney to go car racing. Now, I don't know who the hell thought that was a good idea. Turns out Jen actually had a private shopping experience set up for Heather. Now look, fuck them cars. I would've went on this shit too, especially if you foot in the bill. Now don't invite me on some shit that I got to pay for. Invite me and then you tell me, Oh, don't worry, we go swipe Sharif uh Discover card <laughs> and hope it go through and he'll be the one buying you these shoes. Don't have me showing up uh swiping my little Wells Fargo debit card and then we both get embarrassed in this damn shop because you told these people we can't even shop till we drop and we can't even uh dip it low bring it up slow with my damn uh debit card. She but look. I'm trying to I, I actually probably wouldn't go shopping. See, I'm a daredevil. I would have been right there along with uh Lisa and Meredith and Whitney. I would have been right there with them cuz I'm a daredevil. I love the, the fast cars and the jumping out of planes and all that kind of stuff. I want to do all of that. I have a long like what's it called? bucket list. Or stuff I want to do, I've done a lot of it. Haven't done, you know, all of it yet. When the world opens back up and I decide that I want to travel again and not stay in my house, then I'm definitely going to run with the bulls. That's been something I've wanted to do for I don't know how long now. I want to jump out of a plane over like a beautiful location, though. It can't be over no water because my ass, are, uh, a child i have be drowned like Tiffany ass in Dallas. <laughs> but We'll figure it out. I got a lot of stuff I want to do. So I would have been driving them cars. But if Jen would have told me, you know, that Sharif or her were paying for them shoes and all like that, then maybe maybe I would have stayed a little bit longer. Turns out, though, that Jen only brought Heather to that little private shopping experience because she wanted to buy her loyalty. Child, Jen, I'm not doing this shit with you again. <laughs> I've already told you this last week. You can't be blaming these people because of how you reacted at that damn party and that man was mad at you. Just tell him he should have came to your dad's funeral and moved on. You mad about all the you mad because you threw some glass and embarrassed yourself in front of your kids and all this kind of stuff. I do listen, I'm not doing that no more with you. The funniest part of this whole episode was. Lisa out there on that racing track driving slow as hell. You don't want to talk about you a daredevil. You're an adventurer. You love fast cars and Ferraris and shit. Lisa, if you would have been driving any slower, your ass would have been going backwards. They make up at some point and they decide that uh, Mary Cosby is a liar. (laughs) That's basically the conclusion I came to. And apparently they uh, made the decision to fight with Jen's ass next week. So I'm ready to see how that plays out. Look. Salt Lake, I gave y'all as much as I could. I ain't got no more for you, but I know one thing. Just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm taking my ass to sleep. I'm tired of it. Y'all, uh, I it, look, <laughs> I did all I could for Salt Lake. This overall, pretty good week in TV. Don't forget to watch the new episode of Bell Collective when it comes on this week. Don't forget to watch the new episode of WandaVision because I will have another bonus episode dropping this weekend. And you guys, I love y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all. And just like my pioneer ancestors, I'm not about to do shit. Goodbye. As always, thanks for listening. Want to support me for free? Just head on over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Podchaser or CastBox and leave me a five star rating and review. Need to contact me? Just email me Podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and all kinds of updates regarding the podcast. That's at Housewives Marvel Podcast. This is Kendrick and I'll see you.